You're listening to State of the Arts, a show about the arts, theater, and creatives in and around the Philippines. Located in the beautiful Samsung Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati, Makati's Arts and Entertainment District, where something amazing is always on. On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of State of the Arts. I hope you're well and staying safe. With me today is a renowned cinematographer in the film and advertising industry. Awarded and lauded for her diverse and multifaceted work, she is best known for visualizing some of the most acclaimed films the country has seen in the last 20 years. One of the very few active women visual artists in the local film industry, and is a favorite among her peers for her calm demeanor and nurturing disposition, she continues to carve her niche with her committed artistry and unrelenting passion for excellence. What a thrill to have her on this episode. Please join me in welcoming the very talented and always graceful Ms. Lee Briones. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you, Christopher. That, that was a very kind introduction. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. How have you been doing? I'm fine. Um, this pandemic has taught me a lot of things, and uh, one of it is to be more quiet, to be more introspective, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. <laughs> more me time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, thanks again for joining me for this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. I know you're busy and doing other things, but I really appreciate you accommodating us for this episode. Um, okay. I was going to say we've had a lot of we haven't had a lot of film artists in the podcast and we're excited to have one of the very few women practitioners in the country. Uh, so this is very exciting, but I think a very good way for us to start is perhaps telling our listeners a brief background about yourself. How did you get in the arts and film industry? Okay, thank you Christopher. Um you know, growing up, uh-huh. my mom my mom said, you're very quiet. You're always staring and observing. And um, my world then, I remember, is just looking at the stars, observing the leaves, the wind, and the books. Mm. And my grandmother, my Lola, and my dad, they both read a lot and they love films. Okay. So uh, I think that was, that, that's what ticked me off. And then growing up as well, um, I wanted to become a doctor. (laughs) Mm. Yes, I wanted to become a doctor. And um, when it was my when it was my time to go to college, uh, my mom said, "I can't allow you to become a physical therapist because it's well back then in the province at that time they they would say just just a glorified masseuse." And I said, "No, (laughs) it's not." And so she was able to convince me to take up dentistry instead. And she's a dentist. I see. Now, <laughs> in my first semester, I chanced upon the film of Kidlat Tahimik, Perfumed Nightmares, Mababangung Bangungot. Mm. And that caught me, and I decided to enter the auditorium and watch. 
And after that, I think that was the turning point. I went home to the province and I told my parents that I'm going to make films. And how did they my react? Mom, <laughs> my mom pulled my hair. <laughs> she oh my was God. so unhappy. <laughs> but, you know, I'm. she also used to say that I'm very hard-headed and very determined. Mm-hmm. So I discovered communication arts in La Salle and, uh, and that's it. The love story. You know, my love for film grew from there. So I had, I was very lucky to have uh, very good mentors and professors who really nurtured not just me, but all my, my classmates. And then after college, I found myself applying as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And in my application, after the interview, I wasn't accepted. Oh, all right. Yes. And, uh, the, the photographer, the head of the studio who interviewed me said, well, your work looks like you should be a cinematographer more than a photographer. Okay. <laughs> and that, that struck me. So, so I left. You know, I didn't get the job. I left. I went to my best friend, who's also a photographer. Mm-hmm. We cried and shared a bottle of Coke. And then I went back the next day and... and you know, I told the studio manager, you have to accept me. And he asked me why and said, because I'm good. You will like me. And he accepted me. All right. And that was the start. So from there, from a photographer, I, um, I was waiting for an introduction to Mike DeLeon, who was my idol, because I wanted to apply as a production assistant. Eventually, I, I uh, got me. But then he said, I'm not making films. I'm not going to make films. Okay. May I introduce you to my brother who has a production house in advertising. And so that's where it all started. I became a production assistant, a production manager, um, a one-time executive producer. And then the break was when I became a line producer in training as a cinematographer mm. for Unitel Productions there. So after a couple of years as a line producer, I really learned a lot, which I think was a very good foundation in becoming a uh, cinematographer because I've, I found out how production works. So uh-huh. it's so different from, you know, from doing production from college. Right. Yes. And from there, I met uh, some good friends. And one friend recommended me to Jeffrey Jeturian, and we made our first film. I see. His first film and my first film. And, and the rest that's of how it all started. Yes. <laughs> what an exciting story. Uh, yes. I, wanted, I wanted to quickly um, go back to what you had mentioned earlier. Um, with it, it, it seemed like it is um, typical um, with most Filipino families as far as the arts is, uh, are concerned. Why do you mm-hmm. think um, it, it, it is something that is not seen as a viable professional route for most um, families? You know, I, I, I thought of that because when I had my children, mm-hmm. it was very different. I think it's generational. Okay. Because I remember when I was in high school, we... Um, they invited, the school invited practitioners, practitioners and professionals to talk about their profession. And there, there was no, no one came for filmmaking, mm. nor the theater. 
nor mm-hmm. painting, nor the art. So, so I said, oh, what should I do? And I think for them, it's something that's very unstable, at least for my parents. Sure. It will not put food on the table. That's what right. my mom would say. You want to be an artist? I mean, how will you eat? That's what mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. But, but then again, being determined and hard-headed, I said, I want to make films. Right. It's calling me. So I have, you know, I, I pushed on. And I was lucky to really have very good mentors. So I think it's generational, Christopher. Okay. Our, right. You know, our parents want the best for us. So sure, they think, sure. <laughs> I think they think that, um, you know, becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Will always be the best route. Yes. That's true. That's true. And so when it was my turn with my children, I told them, you have to follow your heart. Uh-huh. It will call you. It will call you. And I will try not yeah. to interfere and uh, but advise you. Uh-huh. But wait for the call there. <laughs> and, and hopefully when it's time for them to do the same, they would pass it on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I think it's interesting. when as a, as a photographer and a cinematographer, uh, I, I think it's interesting to me uh, because I am, um, an, I am an amateur when it comes to that. But I wanted to yeah. ask you, what is it? What is it about capturing moments and preserving it on film that is most appealing to you? Okay, you know I don't know how to paint, and I cannot draw as well. Uh, uh-huh. And so when I found and discovered photography. It is like, oh, wow. So I can finally, you know, I can finally share what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Remember, my mom used to say that, you know, all you do, you're so quiet. All you do is read. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what she used to say. All you do is read and observe and collect. You know, I would walk around, collect flowers, bugs, and things like that, stones and rocks. Mm-hmm. And basically have my own world. So now when I found that I can... You know, I can share what's on my mind. That is really exhilarating. So capturing the moment, like in photography, you know, I I remember Brisson, Henri Cartier-Brisson saying that mm-hmm. um, capturing the right moment. It's that particular second when you, or that particular moment when you pull the trigger and capture something that will be forever there. So, you know, it's like, it's like imprinting yourself, mm-hmm. you know, Seeing something unfold in front of you and being able to capture it really, really excites me. That's beautiful. And, yeah. <laughs> and now that you know, and sharing it more is really heaven for me. That's why when when I was often I would be asked what would be uh, the greatest uh, time in your career, and I would say it's when my children. That's nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's almost, you know, as a performing artist myself, I almost, I Mm -hmm. always say that um, I I think one of the lasting impressions that we always do is what we create on stage. I I, I believe based on what you had just said, it's almost similar in a way that sometimes as artists, we try to express um, ourselves through the medium that we practice and um, um most most of the time that's that's very um obvious and evident but uh to some it's it's very 
it's hard for them to visualize it in a sense that, oh, this is really an expression of yourself. So it was really interesting that you've mentioned it and that's how you've explained it because I find that as as artists, it's what sorts of unites us because it's really what we, we try to do. We express ourselves through our art, essentially. That's true, that's true. I always tell my student, Christopher, and my children, to always come from your place of truth. Mm, yes. Because mm-hmm. only then will you be able to express yourself very well. Correct, yes. And, and there's no right. I mean, in cinematography, for me, I would tell my students, there's no right or wrong in cinematography. Uh-huh. There is only interpretation. So, you know, I, I, I did ballet from from five years old to 12 years old. Nice. Uh-huh. And, you know, it being on stage terrifies me. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when, when the music starts and you start yeah. dancing, you, just you get forget lost. everything. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I'm sure. I'm sure that's how you feel. And oh, I, yes. <laughs> I remember watching a flamenco performance by one of my, um, my mentees. Mm-hmm. And I found myself crying. I mean, seeing her expression as she dances. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, it, it moves me to tears. There. Right, right. I mean, to this day, I still, I still have those moments when uh, something really beautiful just moves you and you can't really explain it so um and and the best feeling is when others see it too so uh, i i think as artists that's really what we strive for so i i i'm so glad to hear that from you because it's it's very inspiring so um well moving on i wanted to talk to you more about being an active film professional in the country what are some of the best parts of being um a film professional in the philippines um Collaboration and ingenuity. Filipinos, uh-huh. Christopher, are to me are very ingenious. I've I've shot in other in other places in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And when I whenever and it's amazing. I mean, you know, you you get to meet new people, technology. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to experience being with them, seeing their culture, and really, you know, what came to me was this is something universal. Filmmaking, like any art like music and dance is universal and yet there's something very distinct that i am so proud of Mm -hmm. the ingenuity that we have you know my team my boys for example would never say no to me if i asked them to set up something Mm -hmm. they will always find a way a solution just so we complete the vision that we all have and to me, that's 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 very distinct, you know, as as uh, as a Filipino filmmaker and as a Filipino artist. I, that's something I'm so proud of. That's why when they ask me to define what cinematography is, you know, I would say yes. From my favorite um, cinematographer, it's ten percent plastic or technical stuff and ninety mm-hmm. percent cult- social cultural background. Uh, so I see. It's a it's a combination of who you are, your experiences. You know, your family, your mm-hmm. beliefs, the stories that you've read, the places you've been. So that's the 90%. That's you. And that's your contribution to the story. But what wraps that 10% and 90%, what wraps it up and make it 101% is relationship. Mm-hmm. 
I see. Because collabor is a very highly collaborative uh, industry and art form. Well, I, I think we're going to talk more a little bit about the specific art of cinematography later on, but I wanted to sort of mm-hmm. do a segue question, and I don't want to really put you on the spot, but was there a favorite <laughs> film that you've done, and why is this special? Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, my first requirement when, you know, when I accept a project is the script. Mm. Uh, because if I if I don't believe in the story, I I feel I will be unfair to the project and to the team. So it so you know the few the films that I've done or the the the, the content media MTV whatever it is that I've done I I, I like them all, but some would stick out. You know, one of them is um, Amigo with John Sales. Another one is Ambaba is a septic tank. Uh, okay. The last one with with Marlon Rivera, mm-hmm. and then Ignacio. So those three are very important to me. Nice. <laughs> well, um, shifting our conversation then to cinematography or the art of cinematography for a lot of people, especially those that are not as completely versed uh, in this aspect, how would you describe what cinematography is? Okay, um, I remember my dad asking me, uh, he asked me, uh, Anak, w- what do you really do? Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, I see the credits, I see the films, but yes, I know you're a cinematographer, but what do you really do? And th- that got me thinking, I mean, yes, how do I explain it um, to my dad, you know? And so I told him that, uh, cinematography is uh, both an art and a science. You know, it's 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 storytelling in a visual way. So, you know, you start with a good script, and from that script comes the visualization of the director or the director's treatment. And cinematography is the first tool that you use to translate to translate that script, those words, into images. So. In doing so, you get to collaborate with a lot of people from production, you know, from your artists, from your producers, and from the technical team. So cinematography then is translating the written word or the script into moving images. There. Ah. You know, <laughs> I've learned something new today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, if you were to uh, sort of like put it in a context of, say, sports, um, okay. or uh, um, like analogize it uh, in the framework of um, sports, what position would a cinematographer usually be? Mm. If say the okay. if say of uh, the director is the coach, the cinematographer would be the team captain. Ah, okay. <laughs> so that makes more sense now. So <laughs> yeah, you keep the ball rolling there. I, I see. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So it is crucial. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it is obviously an important aspect of. Uh, the filmmaking process, because as you okay. had said, it's it's um, 
it's the role or it's a person that keeps the ball rolling or um, puts everything together. That's right. Um, when when you mentioned earlier about photography and cinematography, what is there a is there a distinct difference in uh, or is it something that sorts of teeters back and forth? Um, well, for me, I mean, at least for me, it's essentially the same. The only difference is that the other one is moving image. Okay. Okay. So it's like a series of photographs. So when you when you do photography, you capture a particular moment, and that moment in a single in a single frame tells the story. So you tell a story by a single frame. Now, cinematography being a moving image tells a story in twenty four frames per second. The persistence mm-hmm. of vision. So it's a series of photographs put together. That's essentially cinematography. But when you see it finally on film, you know, you, there will be an editing part to it. Right. So it's... It's, it's seamless. When, you know, yeah. Yes. It, 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 um, how do you say it? Um, then it flows. Right, right. You know, you edit, you put things together. When you put all the images together, then it flows and it becomes one moving story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's essentially the difference. But I am grateful because in photography, you get the training when to capture the right moment because it's only one photograph, but just one photo can tell a lot of stories. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, as, yeah. a, as a cinematographer, do you, do you have a visual philosophy or a trademark style? Mm, okay. Um, I would say that I like the images as natural as possible, mm-hmm. as unobtrusive as possible. I don't want it to call attention. And yet, in a very, very subtle and emotional way, um, I want the audience to feel it, you know, to feel, to sense, to use their five senses. So even if it's a visual art, Mm-hmm. Yes, it being a visual art, you know, when we when when I talk about texture, I want you to when you see something on screen, is that as if you're you're actually touching it, as if you're actually there and feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, hearing it. So so and and I, I think Lee, a, a a great cinematography is really what puts the vision to life. Um, and, mm-hmm. and makes the audience feel what um, everybody wanted. Um, everybody to wanted say. to say exactly. Um, uh, just yes. listening to how you describe it, um, I feel so pre- <laughs> I feel so pressured. <laughs> if I'm, I'm thinking it's like if I'm the cinematographer, gosh, like there's so much on my and my shoulders to make sure that true, you know the vision true. is put to life. So um, uh, it's true. very interesting to actually understand that process. Thank you, Christopher. I would ask my director always, what is the emotion? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we want to convey in this particular scene? And that's what I work on. And mind you, it is it what you know. It's so it's a 
I'm forever curious and excited, for example, to translate love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so abstract, translate love. Sadness. So, you know, how do you translate that visually? Mm-hmm. There are many ways to do that. And that's the thing that keeps me, that keeps the ball rolling. You know, right. the director with this treatment, with this vision, when it's so inspiring, it also inspires me. It creates images on my mind. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, as, as the team captain, you have to make sure that your team also realizes what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. So coming from, let's say, coming from love, from the word love, it's very abstract. So you have to translate it visually. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be, it can be a flower. You know, it can be sunrise. It can be a mother and child. It can be a piece of rock. It can be so many things. But putting it together and creating that perfect vision or visual and or image for that mm-hmm. particular scene you know, keeps all of us excited right. and happy there. Right. So. Well, I was, I wanted to ask you in the context of the Philippine local film industry, uh, there are very few women who are active in practicing cinematographers. Why do you think this is? Um, when I started, there were really, really, wait, like, just we were less than five. Mm. But now there are a lot, and I'm so happy to share with you that there are a lot of very, very good and talented uh, women cinematographers now. That's great. Um, You know, for me, um, I was asked, most of the time I would be asked, what's what's the difference, you know? What's the difference? And I would say, you know what? We will always have different perspectives. And I think it's good for all of us, for Filipinos to realize that we have a voice as well, that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that women have a voice in art, in, you know, in, in looking at life generally, you know, in, in looking at how things unfold in front of you. And with that perspective comes also a different way of executing things. Right. Like a, a female director would be different from a male director. But what brought me now <laughs> to... To this conclusion, Christopher, is that it for me now it's genderless. It doesn't uh-huh. really matter. Uh-huh. What matters is what you want to say, how you said it, and why you're saying it. That's great. So you know, so whether you're you know what gender you are in doesn't matter. What matters is that we are telling a story that is coming from our place of truth. Correct. And like any yeah. art, um, it, it truly is universal. Um, Agree. At, at the end of the day, it's the um, intention, like you had mentioned, and the uh, product that's out there. And um, it shouldn't really matter uh, if it's done by a man or a woman. Um, that's true. Yeah. Well, just moving into like the current situation we're all in right now, the current pandemic seemed to have shifted, or should I say added another layer of appreciating the arts, one that is more mobile and digital. How do you feel yeah. that this affects appreciating the work of cinematographers like you when a piece of art that you've done is viewed on a tiny device? Hmm. <laughs> well, first... Is that a loaded this- question? <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I wanted to say when when I read 
you know, I wanted to say, I wanted to say this responsibility, Christopher. Okay. You know, I, you know, I, I, um, it's not to remind, but I always tell myself that I am responsible for whatever I put out there. Mm-hmm. So whether it's seen on the big screen, on a laptop, on a monitor, or a mobile phone, it's still there. Okay. Okay. The quality might be different, but the story remains, and how it affects people still remains. So, to me, with this new platform, the digital age, anybody can, you know, can get a camera and shoot something and post it, right? Right. And so, um, it made me think again of uh, responsibility. Whatever mm. we put out there should reflect and will reflect who we are and the stories we want to say. Right. So, right. you know, so to me, that's very important. You know, the value of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I take it, I take it uh, with great responsibility because it's a, it's a part of me that I'm sharing. Right. So mm. to answer your question, um, yes, it's okay. I mean, I'm fine in whatever platform it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, the young people now, the new generation, is they're very lucky. They're very lucky because it's so easy to put something out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, but at the same time, we should not forget that we should be responsible. Now, with the pandemic, you know, you know when it started, after a few months, I, I got into thinking, what? is the purpose of the pandemic, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, curiously, what I, what I discovered is that, you know, it, reboot, it rebooted me. So it must be a reboot for everybody to take right. a deeper look into why we're here, what we're doing, and then what we want to do after this. Or are we going to show up and be there and face this pandemic? And it, did affect filmmaking and cinematography. Sure. <laughs> um, of course, we all stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. But the arts, you know, the arts and particularly media, which we are a part of, has, it has to continue because we are in communication. Sure. So to communicate, I think, is very essential in life. And it really Right, and I feel like yeah. it was really the arts that helped almost everybody yes. survive the true. pandemic. <laughs> Very true, Christopher. I have to agree. Very true, you know. Well, do it, you, you know? Do, oh, I'm sorry, Lee. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, I was, I was going to say, do you feel like this would be the new norm moving forward, or is this just an added supplement to how we consume and appreciate things like film? Um, I think we'll be, it's both, I think. Okay. You know, we have to, we are moving into a new way of doing things, which is good. Because to sure. me, I think that's moving forward. But at the same time, it gave us the chance to rethink, you know, to rethink, for example, of the stories we want to say. Uh-huh. It's, it, we're, we're entering, you know, I say, I would tell my children, we're entering into a new life and whatever it is, nobody knows yet. But now, after more than a year, you know, we know that we are being led into something new. And yet we are reminded, we were all reminded, hey, look back. 
and see how it was before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a great of way things... of putting it in perspective, I guess. <laughs> you go back to basics. You go back to what is essential. Right. So you reconnect. You know, it, it was beautiful because now you reconnect first, first to yourself. You reconnect to yourself. You know, the time, the you know, it it. I think that it was a, it was a, it's a blessing given by uh-huh. the pandemic, by what happened to us, to stop, to stop overthinking, to stop being very busy, and to to breathe. And sure. when you breathe, I think you're more creative. You flow. There's more flow in what you do. Yeah, that's that's yeah. beautiful, and that's uh, I, I think that's sh- also should be what everybody should. Um, think or approach life in general <laughs> so take, take the moment to breathe and uh, appreciate everything around you and That's allow true. yourself to flow once more and, and just go That's from true. there yeah um, it's true Lee I, I think uh, well I'm sure there are a lot of young artists who find your passion for the arts very inspiring what do you say to them when they are just maybe thinking of starting their own artistic journeys and are thinking of being part of the film industry themselves okay um, first is to read <laughs> mm. read yes read read a lot and observe okay and then um the second is to explore. I know it's hard to travel, mm-hmm. but you know, a simple walk from what from 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 your house probably to the market or to the mall or to the church would mm-hmm. give you a lot these days. Mm-hmm. But I would encourage them to travel because mm-hmm. when you travel, you know there will be uh, something different out there beyond where we are now. That's one of the things that I discovered um, while working, that traveling taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Things that were not taught in school. So if they want, you know, if, 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 they, if they want to pursue um, a life, not just a career, but a life in cinematography and the arts, I would think that aside from reading and uh, traveling... <laughs> Another thing is to find a mentor. A mentor is someone who will not just guide you or validate you, but someone who will say that, hey, stop and go back a few steps. Mm-hmm. So guidance for me is not just, you know, rah, 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 move on, you know, go, go, go. It's not just like that. It's more of having healthy stops and breathing and asking yourself, am I on the right direction? Mm-hmm. You know, should I cross the bridge? Should I stop for a while? Should I go? Should I turn left? Should I turn right? So finding a mentor is very, very important. And then the last one is not to take yourself too seriously. That's really <laughs> you just hard. Flow with it. <laughs> you just flow. You will make mistakes. Like right. in a dance, you can fall. I remember falling in my toe shoes, mm-hmm. and I would cry. But then my teacher would say, stand up, do it again. Mm-hmm. And going back to what I said earlier, there is no right and wrong in cinematography. There is only interpretation. Mm-hmm. I mean, after a few years, I would 
and I would have a chance to see and look, watch my, 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 my old films, the ones that I did before. Sometimes I, you know, I would think and say, oh, hmm, if I, if, if I will do it now, I would probably do it differently. Mm-hmm. And that is a good measure of progress. That's a good measure for me of maturity, of evolving, you know, that you are evolving as a person and so your art will evolve as well. Beautiful. Well, Lee, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, before I let you go, I wanted us to do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah, sure, Christopher. All, all right. Um, tea or coffee? Coffee. Okay. A favorite city you've been to? Locally? Oh, uh, well, anywhere. Anywhere. Bhutan. Nice. Um, are you a morning <laughs> or an evening person? I'm a morning person. Is there a favorite food? I love I love dried fish. I see. Are you, are, are you a texter or a talker? Hmm. I'm a talker. Okay. Uh, city life or country life? Country. <laughs> Cold or warm weather? Cold. Okay. Uh, do you drink wine? Yes. Red or white? Red. I see. Is there a favorite holiday you? love to celebrate my favorite holiday that i love to celebrate they're all favorites <laughs> <laughs> new year new year new that's year. Good. that's yes. a good one not very many people that choose that um, <laughs> really <laughs> well I, I think it's just because it's too close to christmas and you know christmas is always like the answer <laughs> for most so yeah oh for me, it's New Year. <laughs> yeah, New, New Year is special to me because that's my mom's birthday. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, is there a place you still want to visit? Bhutan. Oh, yeah. um, I miss it. What's a favorite movie for you that you've seen? Nothing Hill. I love Nothing Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, tell me. Come on. I, I think I've memorized it. Uh, I'm, I'm just a girl. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, is there an is there an artist, whether in film or any other medium, you'd you'd still love to work with? Luis Guillén. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, aside from uh, Notting Hill, a movie that helped you survive the quarantine. Vikings. It's a series. I see. Yeah, I think yeah. I've seen uh, you, an episode. I'm sure you've seen it. You have right. seen an episode, and my 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 you know my kids would say, "Mom, it's violent," and I said, "I know." <laughs> very rich. I mean, it, it you know, right? It, yeah, it's 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 telling me so many things. Yes. <laughs> so it is, it's, it's not. Uh huh. No, I was going to say, I'm sure for a cinematographer, it's great for you to see something visually striking like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, very good story. Too. And performances. Yes. I mean, you know, the, I, you can feel that people were, seri- were, you know, were really serious and really gave their best in that, in that series. Right, right. Mm-mm. Well, is, is there an artist that have inspired you? Uh, Mark Chagall, which mm. is in Notting Hill. Remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Lee, this has been wonderful. And I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me and letting us have a short glimpse of your everyday artistic life. It's been great and it was fun and I've truly enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Christopher. This this is so much fun. <laughs> Oh, yes. And, and I, for our listeners who are interested in, in asking some follow-up questions, please leave them in the comment section. We'll try and we'll try to send this to Lee and get back to you. Thanks, Lee. Hopefully we can yes, get please. you and your work at the Samsung Performing Arts Theater real soon. Thanks again. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at StateOfTheArtsPH. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including upcoming events and important happenings at the Samsung Performing Arts Theater, visit their website at SamsungPerformingArtsTheater.com or follow the theater's official social media channels with the handle at CPATOfficial. You may also visit our sponsor affiliate pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.